0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to A Bit Unraveled, comedy podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Hansinger, and let's get into it. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast where we're going to be talking about the entertainment business with people inside and outside of the entertainment Um, of all aspects. People who are just getting started, people with some credits, people with tons of credits, uh, people from all over, just getting some different stories and having some fun. Uh, very excited to have this first guest on uh, one of my best friends inside and outside of comedy um, he is a fantastic hilarious comedian and improviser out of Richmond Virginia give it up for Aaron Grant and when I say give it up I'm just gonna clap myself <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that like live comedy Any good thing. comedian uh, you have to clap for yourself yeah basically uh, happy to have you man thank you I'm the yeah. first guest you were the first guest on this podcast. Yes. I was uh, I'd have it no off. other way. I'd have it Good. no other way. Good, well, thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Uh, I I've, I've noticed this uh, pink chain in your- Yeah, frame. I realized that too. I was trying to be very uh, I was
1: thoughtful about what I would have in the background. Uh, and then I was rushed because as you know, I was late. Uh, and I don't know, I think Jackson made this. My son, nice. Jackson, who is was- Yeah, um, nice. So that's there, I don't know, it's probably, protects me from evil spirits or something i like that yeah i
0: like to think that i don't know
1: <laughs> or do you hey, see the creepy the really creepy uh mask oh yeah the bookshelf can you see that
0: yeah yeah it's yeah, like hanging it's... upside down
1: yeah yeah like it's it definitely
0: got voodoo smashed like the uh wicked witch style
1: that's right yeah. i'm pretty sure it's like from annabelle or something it's very it's nice
0: um you love horror movies do you watch any good ones this year um what did I see? You know, honestly, I love
1: Lovecraft Country, which is not quite a horror movie. It's more of a horror kind of sci-fi show. Yeah. Uh, Lovecraft Country was amazing. Yeah, it was um, super had a fun. lot of like good horror elements to it. Um, oh, I did see Color of Space, hmm. which is a weird-ass Nicolas Cage uh, movie. Um, it's about like this alien, uh, meteorite that hits earth and hits his, his like family's farm and it starts like slowly infecting them and they get crazier and crazier. And it's just like an insane, weird, like Nicolas Cage, I feel like every movie he's done recently is all like a little bizarre and a little out there, but like always wonderful and (laughs) always a good time to watch. So that one's fun. Again, that's more of a sci-fi, but
0: I haven't seen a good Nicolas Cage movie. I haven't seen a Nicolas Cage movie in a while. I don't think. What was the Uh, last one? Like Gone in 60 Seconds? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> that's so long now, ago. <laughs> what's the the adventure one with the where he's finding clues and national uh, treasure? Boom! There. There that's it is. The that's the oh, last one is. I think I that's saw. An, that's an
1: old ass Nicolas Cage movie too.
0: Yeah. Lovecraft Country was great though. Uh, yeah, it was I, super weird, and uh, the little girls are the creepiest thing in the world. I had nightmares about those little girls dancing around. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, that was uh, it. Was
1: great. I haven't seen yeah. like a good a horror show like that in a in a long time. That was just like, yeah. and I'm sure having it on HBO helps a lot too because they can get away with a lot more visuals than you could like
0: other totally. you know cable shows. They had shows. a budget. Their budget was massive. Well. Uh, it was great. Yeah. it was great. Um, yeah, it was I did uh we did a like a, a horror movie night for Halloween, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and like we organize it every every year. Uh, Ashley puts it together, and I picked the movie uh Doctor Sleep thinking it was like a creepy horror movie not very scary. Uh It wasn't good. It was it was good. It's super slow and like uh, methodical and I'd never seen the first one, yeah, The Shining. Uh, yeah, I never saw The Shining. Yeah. I feel like I got the gist. I was like, yeah, kids yeah. on bikes, Haunt like, hotel, got yeah, it. Got it. Uh apparently that's pretty slow and methodical also, so It is. That one's uh super weird. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't like, like we should have gone with Annabelle, basically. Yeah, yeah. Just go like a, always like a, think a when you have like
1: a, a horror-themed party, just go with like the cheesiest horror film you can find, you know? Just yeah. like find like a silly slasher or something like that. Like, that's always fun. Yeah, I always like the ones, yeah,
0: they're like pretty horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the most They're so bad, they're fun. Yeah, very cool. How are you uh, holding up in the pandemic? Oh, just
1: great. It's yeah. wonderful. Everyone says it's that's tough, but I'm like, are you? It's Wait, like the really? best, okay. like the best time of my life. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I guess uh, the same as everyone. Just yeah, uh, working from home and trying not to uh, go insane by being yeah. in the house all the time. Um, so okay. we got a, a puppy during the pandemic. We got one of those pandemic puppies. Nice. Um, it's the perfect
0: time. It's like it is. It's-
1: yeah, we're home. We can train it. Um, yeah. It's helped a lot though because we could actually it actually like forces us to go outside and walk the dog around, right? Like if yeah. we didn't have that, I probably would literally never leave the house. I would just stay inside. So yeah, what kind of um, pup? He is a uh, golden doodle. Golden doodle, nice. He is a, a luxury dog <laughs> yeah. all the doodle dogs oh my god um, but yeah he's uh he's a lot of fun he's a ton of energy nice. um and it's like having a child again he's just he wakes up at six and he like barks and wants food and he poops and pees
0: on things and you know
1: that's it's just like having a, a kid
0: yeah yeah it really is i hate to compare it that way because i feel like people who have kids look at me and be like mm, it's not the same
1: but yeah, to no, me who have I- never
0: had a kid having a dog is like the closest thing
1: yeah, as someone who has a dog and a child, I can tell you it's exactly the same thing. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. The only difference is like a child can actually at some point tell you what they want or start to kind of like make sense of the world yeah. around them. A dog just like never gets to that point. No. You know, it's just like, it just looks at you like you're dumb and you look at it like it's dumb and like that's your relationship for the rest of your life, you know? So, yeah. um, But you know, it's exactly the same.
0: Yeah, you our dog is like super bullshit. smart, but then it, with that, she would like demand stuff. Um, like she knows what she wants and she can't communicate it but also like like we have a morning routine same routine every morning but so does she we're like she's like i want my stuff now and we're like we're watching a show we got 30 minutes left we're eight minutes in you know right but she yeah so she doesn't give a fuck about your time it doesn't matter it's not about
1: me it's it's on hers and if you don't do what she wants she will piss and shit all over your stuff yeah yeah Stupid Jeez. human. <laughs> that's what we get for enslaving animals. I guess I don't know. Yeah, it comes with tra- <laughs> it. comes with that. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, the yeah, trade off. Like that's fair. That you take fair. away my freedom. I yeah. shit in your shoe. That's no. uh, equal trade. I think. It's <laughs> Like no, I'm giving you a home. I'm feeding you. Do you think I'm looking that at you, it all like, wrong? Right, right. <laughs> Do you think that if you open the door and just let Cam, right? That's the name yeah, of your cameo. Drug. Yeah, cameo. If you uh, let her out, she would just run away. Or is it a boy? She's a, it's a girl. She's a she. Uh, yeah.
0: she's a she. Cool. She ah oh man. I she wouldn't go far. She would definitely chase squirrels. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we we like uh live in like a pretty wooded area of LA mm-hmm. somehow. Um it's the last great woods of LA. <laughs> the great woods of LA. Um, no, you're kind of like on this like Woody Hill and stuff. So like there's a ton of squirrels and wildlife and stuff, which is kind of cool, especially in L.A. Like it's kind of, I mean, it's right in the middle of everything, but it, it's this little like escape. Um, nice. We see like deer and stuff when we're Ooh. walking around and, and she'll just bark at them and they'll like give us like the weirdest looks.
1: Because they're L.A. deer. They're like, they're, they're you know, an L.A. Be- deer is different than a Virginia deer, I would imagine. Totally, I don't know, yeah. you know. They're a little bit more bougie. They're they're different, yeah. They have an influencer page. I don't
0: know. Yeah, they do, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's cool. So I don't think she would go far. I, I think she would probably, she would definitely get out and have an adventure, and then just come back, like dogs used to, like yeah. twenty you know, like years
1: ago, homeward bound. It would just be like I'm gonna go on a great adventure, and then I'm gonna return home.
0: That was that was my dog. Like every when growing up, my my childhood dog, we would literally let him out and just he would run into the woods yeah come back like two hours later we didn't know what he did <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, he had a, a
1: hand one time and yeah uh it's just like man
0: he's he's living his life yeah uh yeah he got into all kinds of stuff we'd always hear about it from neighbors um yeah it was interesting but they lived a life and then they just went about their business and always came home yeah so. but yeah but yeah, well, it's good to hear you're uh, doing well through the pandemic. Yeah. I know some people are going crazy. Um, I feel like it's been up and down here, but... Uh, you guys yeah. are on lockdown again, right? We're on lockdown again. <laughs> locked <laughs> Sons of bitches. Locked back you... up. It gave us a little bit of freedom, and it didn't go well. And then you and can't have it. We are locked up. Um, yep, hospitals are piling up, and they're locking everything down. Yeah, that's a mess, man. Yeah. But it's interesting. Uh, now, are you guys... Kind of lockdown, like from what I understand, like you guys haven't had it nearly as bad.
1: Yeah, like we um the governor just went back and said uh so he was started pulling things back. So at um they stopped selling alcohol at 10 now and so like people can't go to the bar. It was like Hampton Roads area was like really fucking it up for everyone.
0: Yeah, like everyone
1: was still going to bars and stuff, and it's like that's dumb. Just don't do that. Like you'll be yeah. fine for like a year. Just don't do it for a year, you'll be good. It'll be better for your health, probably anyway. Um, but yeah, so like we still can go to restaurants. We still sit inside. Uh, you probably shouldn't. Like I don't. I just get to-go food all the time. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, he hasn't pulled back too much. And then my son Jackson was supposed to go to school, but they mm-hmm. um, said nah, probably not. So they're gonna hold on that. So
0: probably this.
1: I think there's a good chance we're probably heading toward the same direction. Yeah. The problem with virginia versus california is that virginia can still be very red in a lot of Mm. places and conservative and so there are people who actively are like we're not gonna do that right Um, and so you know that's the thing that's part of it too it's like that delicate
0: balance yep of a state that's like
1: half red half blue so
0: yeah i get it yeah um yeah it's interesting so now to turn it to like somewhat like a, to talk about comedy and stuff out there oh so yeah like the, the purpose of the podcast God, right. I yeah. like this <laughs> this is great this is great I love it but I do want to talk about it because I like sure. it's interesting because I because you guys are open for stuff are, are comedy yeah. shows happening there or
1: there well so like the coalition <laughs> theater which is the theater um the improv theater that I had been performing out of um and doing shows out of mm-hmm. is isn't open um so I think I don't think there's anything that says we couldn't do it. I think we yeah. just have made the choice to not do it. Um, yeah, that's cool. Our, our, our space is really small too. So there's not like a great way we could distance and then still like, we would be, there still be like way too much like closeness, I think. Yeah. Um, so those aren't, those shows aren't happening. They're, they're doing like virtual classes, um, so virtual standup classes, writing classes, which is great. Like those cool. have been doing pretty well. Um, I know that there are places in Richmond still doing um, standup shows. Hmm. At least they were like in the summertime, like when they could have, kind of like how Chappelle had it, you know, where it's like outdoors and there's like seats that are separated. Yeah. Um, and so there's been some of that that I've seen, um, but I personally have not done a lick of comedy or show stuff yeah. in like nine months and it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's probably weird, the longest right? it's been since I've not done a show since like for like, since I started doing them, you know? Yeah
0: college when we were doing shows so it's it's super weird um I haven't either I I have not done uh shows from since I got back um which is kind of weird too coming back into the scene from having moved from Atlanta back to here and uh just started getting back into it and finding some new shows again and yeah when all this happened it's like some people are still doing stuff and uh some people are doing like the zoom shows and stuff like that Uh, which is interesting, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just kind of turned to other things, like you know, started doing the sketches and stuff like that, and just Mm -hmm. finding other outlets, uh, like a a podcast, like a podcast. (laughs) We don't know when we're going back, guys. We don't know, like, I was listening to some people, uh, recently were talking about live comedy not happening until like 2022, and I'm like, this is crazy, yeah. Hopefully, that's not the case, but yeah
1: but the the great thing though is that like we definitely live in a time where it's so incredibly easy to create things and like put them out um and so like it's very easy to do that i the trouble that i have is that like with all of this happening and like working all day and then my son is also in school so i'm like half a teacher as well and then by the time i get to the end i'm just like i have no creative energy left in me it's just it's just gone i've had no, like, you know, nothing has popped inside of me. That's just like, I need to do this. I need to cr- create, you know, I'm just like exhausted yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, that's the one shitty part of it. I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I totally get that. And like, I think at the beginning when those stimulus checks hit, boom, I was creating like crazy <laughs> inspiration, man, not a word yeah. in the world. And then, uh, and then things started taking a t- turn and then you're like, then it's more comedy has to take a back seat because it's all about like, Hey, I got to find, you know, I got to pay some bills. I got to make things happen. So yeah. Um, got to survive. Got to survive. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward to, I'm starting to kind of get back into stuff. And I think I'm yeah. you know, thinking about trying out some of these zoom shows and stuff just to do something, even if it's not like building, s- s- you know, material is still working that muscle, you know, and, sure. uh, cause it's, it's weird. It's weird not performing.
1: I know. It's going to be like, like when the
0: things do come back, I'm always like very curious about what it will look like.
1: Not just like physically, like the spaces and stuff, but like mm-hmm. what will comedy be after, you know, is it going to be just like all bits about like disease and stuff? And I'm yeah. like, like, what does that look like after like a society goes through something like this? I don't know. Yeah. It'll be
0: interesting. I think that's part of why I haven't been on stage a lot is, is because it's like, what am I going to talk about? What like, what's, right. What's relevant right now? That really, you know, I haven't been writing in, in terms of like stand-up and stuff right now. So it's kind of like what, what bits are really relevant? I mean, yeah, but- Can be like, oh, the, how remember the movie theaters? You're like, I don't know, nobody's been in the, movie. <laughs> right. you know, it's like nobody's going right now. So you just, just did really the uh, airplane food bit, um, yeah. but about movie theaters? Like, yeah, let I me tell it. you about movie theaters. Movie theaters. Yeah, um, but yeah, I know, like
1: the things just don't seem funny. Yeah. <laughs> i don't having a hard yeah. time with yeah. things being funny, you know? But, yeah. It's weird. Time. It'll bounce back, I think. I think it'll come back. Yeah. People will be itching for like entertainment and fun. Like when, all of this crap is over, so I think crazy. I think it's going to be
0: like a. It's going to be like the '60s or something. You know, it's going to be like just a war end. Fucking I think everywhere. People going to go crazy. It's going be fucking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Drugs, sex, money. '60s. You thought, you thought there were babies before when this thing started. <laughs> Wait till it's over. Yeah, see, that's where the baby
1: boomers. It's going to be baby yep. boomer two.
0: Yep, baby boomer. Baby again. boomers day out. <laughs> <laughs> babies <laughs> boom again. <laughs> the sequel. Uh, um, yeah, but you've been, So you. so we've been doing comedy, what, like, uh, it's almost 12 years now, right? Something like that. Well, no. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to think like, in. I don't even, man, Senior Tonight was like, so we both started for, for people just tuning in. Like, uh, we, Aaron and I met in college and we started doing Senior Tonight, which was our sketch comedy group, uh, at our college, uh, Christopher Newport University. Uh, which is I only picked it because they had a sketch group. I don't know if you know that. That's the only reason. No, I didn't went. know that actually. That's, no, that's how I picked. All right, so I I picked my college based on two facts because I didn't know what I was going to school for. I just knew I was supposed to go. Uh, so that's what society good, says. Yeah, and I didn't know what else I was doing. I knew I wanted to do like something entertainment wise, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. So my parents were like, "Go do this as a backup plan." <clears throat> so. Uh, so, yeah, I, I went and I visited, and one of the things was that they had a sketch comedy group, and the other one was that they didn't require an essay. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I was starting to write like an like essay for, for Longwood, and I got my acceptance letter for CNU, and I was like, I think I'm set. Which is, oh man, that's right. I'd love
1: to see if you still had that like half-written like essay. Oh, it or just like at a certain point, like <laughs> the
0: pen drags off because you're just like, no, I'm good. I don't need it. <laughs> it was. It may have been a sentence. Like it. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was. I don't even think it was a full page. I. I think I was just getting into it. I'd like to go to Longwood because. that's <laughs> Oh <it. laughs> wait, scratch that. <And> <laughs> no, actually, no. I don't have to write this. No, so, uh, I, I
1: didn't. I don't think when I visited CNU, I realized that they had sketch comedy group it wasn't until i met you yeah that you were like i'm doing this thing like come out and see shows i was like okay cool and i remember going to see a show and i was like i i can do that like i want to do that yeah um and so he looked right at me and
0: was like i can do better than that
1: (laughs) (laughs) this son of a bitch can get the stage so he can can do it
0: i can do that Uh, (laughs) he's Um, embarrassing me (laughs) um do you ever do you ever feel like you were spoiled by the experience of seeing you tonight because yeah oh yeah like there was it
1: like it was something that was definitely created in a bubble and there was like nothing that would challenge us to say that like that sucks right you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. all of our what we do we did we did a show a month maybe we did,
0: we did basically like a show a month it was 12 to 14 sketches we thought we were snl uh it was like 12, yeah. 12 to 14 sketches yeah. we had a weekend update it's like uh, what,
1: a two-hour show yeah it was <laughs> like, like an four, hour and a half show. show
0: yeah it was um, crazy but we, I mean, that thing was so popular. I mean, it was, so the school, to give us some perspective, the school was, what, 5,000 people or so total? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah and so, it was like, small. It's gotten, I think, a little bit bigger, but it, yeah, it was pretty yeah. small. And, and so there wasn't a lot to do either. So when we had a show, it was like a thing, and we would pack out, it would be like 250 to 400 people. Like, there yeah. were shows where breaking fire code at points. And then, like, I mean, I remember there were times where, like, friends of yours would bring signs with your name on it and like yeah for the intros and stuff like it was crazy like we got it was it was too good Yeah, uh, yeah it so definitely it was, was not- a dream yeah because you just invite all your friends yeah.
1: and it doesn't matter if the sketches are any good like they're they're gonna laugh and have a good time
0: and yeah like, i think i think for the most part the sketches weren't bad though like i don't think it was like horrible no but the thing was too is that because it was in a bubble all we had to I mean, we just wrote about what we knew, which was like yeah. about the school. So, yeah, I like I would invite my parents, and I they had to have been in the dark uh, through all of it. Oh, sure, it's a lot it's of all inside, all, like, inside jokes. Inside jokes. The They're all inside mm-hmm. jokes. Yeah. Um, but to to everybody who was on the inside, it was great, you know. And they are like yeah. totally got what we were, you know, making jokes on and stuff. So, do you have do you have a moment like
1: that was the first time after leaving CNU um, after leaving that bubble where you did a show and you were just like. Oh God! Like this is like what it actually is to try to do comedy, in the real world, you know, outside of that.
0: Yeah, um, I feel like it probably hit me most coming to LA. I think that's mm-hmm. when I was like, "Oh man, we had it good." Um, yeah, yeah. Because even at Richmond, like we had some some good shows. Um, I remember like some of the early comedy sports because so we you know we moved on from college to comedy sports and in Richmond, which was an awesome outlet because after we didn't really know what to do um and uh so that was a cool outlet but some of their weekend shows were were packed you know and okay. so um you know that felt we, we may
1: have went from one bubble to another bubble I you know just like a
0: different kind of bubble yeah um yeah we did it was um so i, I don't feel like i felt it so much jumping to that cuz it still felt like you know like, like you said uh we're still kind of in that bubble and and st- you know it felt good you're doing weekend shows and um but yeah when I got out here and then you start doing like some of these bar shows and some of these other mm-hmm. things you're like and then nobody knows you also you're like oh man I'm just trying to win over random people you know yeah compared to just having your friends who are there like you know going crazy so uh, yeah it's like your
1: jokes at that point actually have to be good and have to be funny yeah because before it's just like yeah if, you're, if it, you know college it's your friends and then even comedy sports to some degree it's like the funny bits are built into the games that you play the yeah, impri- short of form improv like, games you know yeah like yes you have to be funny and like good to be able to accomplish that but like there's a lot of room to fail there and still be really funny you know yeah it's a much different beast like you said to just get in front of complete strangers and like yeah. i wrote this five minutes and like god i hope it's funny you know
0: yeah and it's also like when you're like when we were at senior tonight and even comedy sports to to a degree, like we were kind of like, I mean, we, we were it, you know, there wasn't any competition either. It was like, this was it. Um, And it, it feels like out here, it's like, man, you're competing with big names and, and, you know, you're just trying to like be like, I'm somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. I think that's the problem, right? I think if you're going out and you're going, that's it, uh, you're doing this. Come on. <laughs> uh, my doing like, the wrong uh, character on stage is the real issue. I think, yeah, we got to um, work on that. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. But um,
1: I think but the first I time like, that I, I realized that was um, after C- our uh, comedy sports closed mm-hmm. um, and there was nowhere for us to really do comedy. And I, w- I wasn't really a stand up. Um, and I still really uh, don't do much stand up, but um, we did a comedy sports show at a, at a pool, at an apartment complex's
0: pool. Yeah. I don't know if you were here for that when we did that. Um, uh, or if that was
1: after you had left.
0: Yeah, I don't think so, but I, I've done a pool show similar. So, but go ahead.
1: That was, uh, that was a pretty sobering moment of just yeah. like, it was a comedy festival that this guy put on, oh, and man. it was at his apartment complex's pool. And yeah. so there's just it's on a weekend, so it's just like a you know, their families like playing yeah. and there's a lifeguard who's super annoyed with us. And oh uh, that, that that's the moment that hit me. I was just like, what am I doing? And I, you know, I completely did it for free. I was like doing yeah. it for fun. I was like, what is this? Like, what am I doing here?
0: Yeah. So that was uh interesting. Yeah. I've had to do uh at least one of those pool shows where like I'm on one corner and then everybody else is on the other side of the pool, and it's uh-huh. you're just like shouting at people i don't know it's, it's i didn't realize
1: one. that was a thing like a pool show i thought it was like i'm the only one that's ever done a show at a pool but it sounds like
0: well we so our the apartment complex i lived at a couple of years ago decided to put on a show and knew we did comedy and so they from just from seeing us like setting up cameras and filming around the complex or whatever yeah and so they booked us to do it and um so then it was like everybody knew us, but like didn't really know we did comedy until then. So they like, what's Ryan doing with the microphone? Ah <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um it was weird. It was it was interesting. Yeah. And you're just like, I hope I don't offend anybody because I live here. <laughs> like Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's that's yeah, interesting. That's always fun. You do some weird shows. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. um but I want to talk about like the the Richmond scene because I think it's I think it's fascinating like what's going on out there because um, there is like I, I feel like there is quite a bit going on out there um, in terms of like and, and it's growing in terms of what the scene is because I remember when like we first started comedy sports was like the only thing and then there was gestures uh, ink if you remember I don't know if there's. They're the ones who put on the
1: pool. They're the ones who put on the pool festival. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) If that tells you anything at all about about that group of people.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, they were the big competition to comedy sports, but they just performed out of like Buffalo Wild Wings, yeah, uh, or something like
1: that. Yeah, Um, no, that's yeah, that's exactly right.
0: Yeah, and uh, but that was it at the time, and then and then oh no, I'm dying off. Um, Let me try this real quick. But, um, yeah, so it kind of like, um, yeah, there wasn't a lot out there. And then I remember comedy sports closed at one point and then, uh, you know, a bunch of, of us, I guess from comedy sports went on and started Richmond comedy coalition, which is cool. And it's like a super exciting outlet and and you guys are doing classes now, um, things like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, I, i I'm fascinated with what's going on, and it's constantly growing. And new open mics and everything, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's, there's just a lot. Seems like it's going on.
1: Yeah, I don't know, like how much, you know, there was stand up around in Richmond. I think that was like the kind of the big thing, right? Was that mm-hmm. there was one improv theater, pretty much, and it was comedy sports. Mm-hmm. There was the Funny Bone, right? There's the Funny Bone in Richmond, so mm-hmm. you know we, we got traveling stand ups. There was open mics there. There's various other. Open mics at bars. I think with like the boom of breweries, um, like that just gives more space to where like those places are hiring people to come and do like uh, open mic shows and right. karaoke and all that kind of stuff. You know, it just kind of like naturally breeds those things. Mm-hmm. So I think the stand up scene um, has always been pretty strong um, in Richmond, and I've done one open mic show. <laughs> in Richmond, I like bowed never again because I went on at like midnight and I like oh, had God. a kid have to work and I was just like I'm not gonna do that again. Yeah,
0: um
1: yeah. and it's like uh yeah, uh, but all like lovely people. It just like wasn't my thing, you know. Um, brutal those those times. It is are brutal. Awful. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah. you got to really love it and want to do it. And like I think if you're a smoker, it helps because everyone like, just sit outside. That's what I, I went on yeah. stage and then like. All the people that knew each other already, there were right. all the stand ups in the scene, leave the bar to go outside and smoke. And so then I'm just like doing my bit five minutes to no one. So that was fun, you know. Um, so that like seems very close. Um, and yeah. what's been nice about having the coalition theater is that we've been able to hold stand up shows and some of that's starting to cross over or was before all of this happened. Yeah. Um, which is nice. And so like people who were stand ups started doing improv or improvers started doing more stand up. And so that naturally like those two things started to come together or before they were very separate. Yeah, I think the other big piece is like Richmond has a huge, just like theater scene, just like, Mm. you know, plays. um, plays in theater. And so a lot of really good theater houses um, and a lot of really good shows uh, in Richmond. And because DCU has got a really good like drama department and um, Mm. so you get a lot of it out of that too. And so I think that was another big thing. Like when we started doing improv comedy in Richmond, people weren't really doing improv it was like people were doing maybe sketch or stand up and then of course theater right mm-hmm. and so then we started you know doing improv shows and then we would get a bunch of people coming from the theater world who were like great actors you know mm-hmm. and people who are really good actors, I'm sure you you know, too are like also really tend to be really good improvisers. Like those things kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, and so those things started to cross too. And so like now all of these kind of performance arts in Richmond um, are kind of feeding each other. And I think that's how it just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and I think if like any of those things were just like living in their own individual silos, it would have never grown out to what it is now, yeah. you know? um which i think is is really cool and and interesting to continue to watch um yeah. and fingers crossed none of this kills all of that momentum because um right. you know it had been great and so we'll see where it goes from here but
0: yeah oh super cool um yeah cuz it and it's it's neat that like even you guys are starting to do classes and stuff like that mm-hmm. i like i remember like i was i looked back on some of the training and stuff that i had just in virginia before i moved out and it was like it's super cool what we were able to bring to that city like because there were people like um i wish i knew his name he would like come back from chicago like people who would come back who grew up in richmond and like come back from uh and teach classes and stuff like that and i know yeah. You're um uh, about barry height barry height yeah yeah
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah
0: and uh, and then matt did some of that and you know mm-hmm. coming out and and didn't just you know you guys having been doing it now for so long also teaching classes and stuff is it's cool that what what you can learn out there um you know cuz yeah there's just so much and i think there's something about not having the pressure of like um there's there's a more like passion in it i think sometimes there True. where you get like nobody's chasing the dollar mm-hmm. you know and so there's something different about um pushing each other and stuff for the art of it yeah. And just you know one, one person or another you know chasing the end goal
1: yeah is- i don't think anyone in richmond who does improv is doing it because they're hoping to get famous doing improv in richmond yeah. you know what i mean like it's for the most part i think it's an outlet um for other things it's like either practice for theater or practice for sketches um or stand-up even right just getting like yeah. those reps in um or writing or whatever that is but yeah it's like I, I would agree with that. I think that it's it, people just who are doing it, just enjoy doing it. That's yeah. why I did a stupid pool show. Cause it's like, I just really enjoy performing and really enjoy improv. Yeah. Um, and so like you would do things like that. And so I, yeah, I think that that's, that probably uh, is a lot of the reason why I think the, the community is so close um, and everyone mm-hmm. who does improv, like it's grown out so much in, in, at the coalition theater. And so, and that's because of the different classes and stuff and bringing new people in. Yeah. Um, it's just like, it's just grown and grown, which is crazy. It was like what five or six of us, like 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, eight years, eight to 10 years ago. And now it's well over a couple hundred. Um, wow. Just people that are either actively performing or in and out of classes. And um, so it's great. It's great to see like that's what we Excellent. wanted, so.
0: Is it, is it open seven days a week now or is it um, like just the weekends? yeah before everything it was no, just before, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: right <The> before times. <laughs> Nothing, yes. what do you speak of um yeah we were mostly doing friday and saturday shows um thir- thursday friday and saturday we would have some wednesday shows and a lot of the wednesday and thursday shows were more for like um bit development is what i'm gonna call it or yeah, people absolutely. could like new teams could come and like and work out together or people could come and put up different like, like different bits and Sometimes we had it with mic nights and like, so those Wednesday, Thursdays were kind of um, more for like experimentation, which was great. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was nice to have that space for that. No one came in to those, like, Richmond I think is vastly different than obviously like a New York or an LA where like, depending on where your theater is, Mm -hmm. like people are looking to do something like at any point through the week. It doesn't matter what night it is, right? Yeah. Um, but we just hadn't gotten to that point in Richmond where I think like we could put on a Monday night show and it do well. Like we Mm -hmm. did a couple of those. Like if we had like a sketch show run, like we did a Valentine's day show, Valentine's day sketch show. And we actually did on Valentine's day on a Tuesday and it sold out and it was great, you know? Um, so I think those types of shows do well if you like advertise it and really build up to it. But if we were to run just like an improv show every night, like it just it wouldn't do as well like you know we'd get you'd get trickle if you get one or two people here and there but yeah you know not enough i think where it's probably worth worth it to keep it open those days right
0: Oh, that's cool there's definitely like uh, yeah the, the, it's, it's it makes sense i mean there's definitely hot nights for it, it seems like people tend to go out more towards the weekends and stuff um yeah, yeah. for sure with uh the other thing i was thinking like do do people, are, like I noticed, there's starting to be um, a little bit of industry flooding, like moving into Richmond. Yeah. I don't know if like a lot of p- if people started paying attention to that. If have people started getting like reps and stuff out there at all, or is that like is that ever a thing with people?
1: Yeah, I actually had after um, a show I did, um, I actually had uh, a talent agent come up after and ask like, Hey, come in. We want to chat with you. Like we represent like local actors and stuff. Um, it's a place in Richmond called model logic mm-hmm. that also does, oh, yeah. they do models um, yeah. and they do like um, acting. So they book a lot of gigs for commercials mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because uh, um, which McCall the Martin agency is in Richmond. It's and huge. so, yeah. yeah. And they do a lot of commercials for Oreo and Walmart. And, um, yeah. and so there's a lot of commercial work. And so a lot of the uh, people at the theater, there's probably four or five that are just like, they're getting regular commercial work,
0: um, oh, nice.
1: which is great. Um, yeah. And so I uh, didn't have the patience to continue to audition over and over. I'd like have to leave work in the middle of the day, go audition. And like, yeah. I was just like, I don't, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, no, that's fun. Yeah. But what's interesting is like, I did end up meeting like other people who are um, like production companies, people who are part of the production companies through the theater and like meeting people that way. And like got, I was in a Buffalo Wild Wings commercial. Um yeah, Just cause like the Martin yeah. H just like reached out and was like, hey, yeah. do you wanna do this? Like we heard about you and like through the theater. And I was like, yes, 100%. Right, um, super cool. Yeah, so like there is some more of that stuff that's like popping up in yeah. Richmond um, and like obviously there's also a lot of like historical, like film mm-hmm. and TV shows that are being shot uh, in Richmond as well. And so there's, I know yeah. there's a good chunk of people who are getting a ton of work there yeah. just as either as extras or you know have a couple um, parts here and there a guy i actually did my wife wrote um a, a short and he was in it um it's called the fly who loved me mm-hmm. i don't know if you saw that one yeah yeah but uh he was in it he's actually he was in the um in the harriet tubman movie movie um nice. and so there's there's stuff like that right so it's not yeah. you know it's not anything crazy but it's i think it's enough that if like you don't want to live in one of the big places like you can do work in Richmond and like make money doing it and, and, you know, make somewhat of a living, which is great.
0: Yeah. I keep getting like more and more auditions uh, for Richmond based projects, which is interesting. That Uh, is interesting. So you're getting them in LA, but I'm I'm getting them from my Atlanta agent who, but, and when I was out in Atlanta, I was getting stuff from like for Richmond also. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, So like more East coast kind of. yeah Yeah. um but yeah like more and more stuff popping up netflix i think was thinking about opening a studio up there at one point Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
0: i don't know if it ever you know where that's going at this point but uh it's interesting though (laughs) i think back uh maybe think on on the first commercial that you and i shot together (laughs) which would completely date us because it was for
1: circuit city yeah Yeah. okay listen to this (laughs) shit listen to this shit so there's a guy I work with now at CarMax. Yeah. Right? Um, so when Circuit City closed down, a lot of those people went and worked for CarMax. Okay. Like, that's kind of how CarMax became uh, a thing. Oh, and so yeah. the guy who directed that video, his name is Scott <laughs> uh, Lagi. Okay. He is a copywriter on the team that I work for at CarMax. Oh, and like I saw him, and I was like, oh my God. And he was like, yeah, I remember you. And, <laughs> so then i showed everyone the video it oh, exists if God. you look it up on youtube it's still it still exists like
0: yeah oh yeah i think horrible I but it's yeah. it's still there yeah it's funny my, my dad's still like you got to tell people about that and i'm like dad if people think the last like this was like years ago before i finally booked some other stuff like commercial yeah. work but before that they were like you got to show off this you were in a, a circuit city ad and i was like yeah that dates me so bad like yeah they know it they know exactly when that was shot or like the <laughs> last possible time That's not like i was in a ford and they couldn't date it you know it's like right it's like ah, circuit <laughs> city's dead <laughs> like, what was the product it was the flip camera. Was a, the flip camera flip <laughs> yeah. video camera yeah flip video camera yeah oh my god it was um, fun though we were just doing like college pranks for the weekend
1: yeah and i was like i had just moved to richmond or you know not long like we had just moved in together into an apartment in downtown yeah. richmond and so to get that and get paid a couple hundred dollars for a day's worth of work was great you know yeah. it's like that was awesome yeah know?
0: That was so, super fun. Yeah. Oh man. That one's it's hilarious. So you should definitely not put that on the resume. <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't. Yeah, don't yeah. Oh man. But uh so let's talk about this too, because I know um you you mentioned the Fly Who Loved Me, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which uh was accepted into a festival also. Yeah. Do you guys do a lot of like uh, ha- have you got into multiple? I know it was in the one. Was it has it gone into others since? Well, so we submitted that one to four or
1: five. It got into two. It got into a local one in Richmond, the Poe Film Festival. Um, And then I'm trying to remember the other one it got into. It was one of those things where like, we just blitz submitted it to every possible thing that we could. Um, And so I I think we got a couple of them, which is good. (laughs) Um, That mini or mini, it's not a mini series, um, but it's like the web series uh, Nest. Mm-hmm. Um, that I did with yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of friends here. That one uh, we submitted to the New York Television and Film Festival and actually got into that one. So that was fun. So we got to go to New York and um, awesome. and be a part of that. I think that festival has since shut down, like after <laughs> that year. <laughs> so we always talk about it, just like, we were so bad. We single-handedly, should, it was like, there's no more talent left in the world, shut um, it down. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, but yeah, like a couple of those things. Oh, like my man. wife is uh, a writer, um yeah. and um, and does comedy, and so like we have done a couple projects together, which has been great. And so mm. a lot of that is you know either screenplays or shorts, yeah, and then just trying to blitz submit those things out to as many possible places. Um, yeah, I know Rachel's had things on the blacklist too, um, which uh, I know is uh, I don't think we've
0: gotten anything crazy there yet, but you know
1: it's just. Constant
0: try to get exposure. Uh, like features? Mm-hmm. Nice. Do you know my brother reads for The Blacklist?
1: I didn't, know he read, I didn't know he read For The Blacklist, but I know that he was working for a writer at one point. So I had he, sent him a, a screenplay that we ri- had written um, yeah. to get his feedback on it. And it was great. The dude like, I can't like when Rachel writes a screenplay and like, can you read this? It takes me weeks. I'm like, yeah. either just dumb or slow. It takes me so long to get through. I'm just like not a fast reader but I sent it to your brother and within like hours he came back and was like, Hey, and he wrote me like a two page. Like, th- I was like, how did you read it that fast? Yeah. And like, I knew he read it too. It wasn't like he just was bullshitting. I was like, you actually read every part of that. Yeah. I was like, "That's very impressive, sir.
0: So like something he's done as a, on the writing path, he's always had to do coverage. Yeah. Uh, when he, from the time he worked at agencies and then, um, uh, when he was in between jobs he would always work for the blacklist and he would read scripts and do coverage and send it back to like you know whoever's in charge of the blacklist yeah and actually he's basically doing that same kind of stuff for netflix now oh no nice. uh, doing like coverage and stuff but that's like it's it's crazy like he he just reads scripts all day and then you know writes about it but he yeah. his notes are incredible like yeah they, I, I'm, they're like spot on and i'm like and they're always best like you said Mm -hmm. um it's super detailed because like sometimes you get people to read stuff they're like this is great like maybe do this this and this
1: you know but yeah it was mm -hmm. was just like so much detail and I was like man you went well above and beyond what I asked of you thank you
0: yeah Yeah. he definitely helped me out on a couple things uh his notes like help a ton
1: I guess if you if you're reading screenplays all day, you know, like you just you know what to look for, you know what's good, you know what's bad, and mm-hmm. you know, you know what's
0: ends up being successful. So yeah. Like it's a great skill to have. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's cool. That's cool that she was able to get something on that because that's that's I'm sure it's not easy to do. Well, like that one is more of a like I think for the blacklist, you can just submit, you
1: pay them, but you mm-hmm. can pay and keep it submitted, and people will read it. So you're essentially paying for reads. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't anything that was like featured on the blacklist. It was just like, you know, um, put it on there just to get exposure and eyes, you know yeah, super cool. yep,
0: yeah. super cool. Uh, did you guys wait did did you meet your wife, uh Rachel, uh in comedy? I can't remember is that did you guys meet? Yeah her? We, yeah, we yeah, so
1: she did some of our classes at the coalition theater, um, and then Me the teacher. I was I was not actually, yeah, there was <laughs> not a creepy story, <laughs> okay <good. laughs> um, so <laughs> I always think about that, I was like, man, it's like sometimes be a good and a weird story, you know, right, yeah, it's like I was her elementary school teacher, I was like, oh, uh, what, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, excuse me, yeah, it turns out uh, if you just wait it out and like, <laughs> what? no, I guess kudos for waiting it out. I don't like. That's still weird, but okay, I guess. It's about know. patience. <laughs> like, no yeah, man. It's like, what did you do for that? Like, Jesus. 18 years, you know. Just waited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just wait. I was waiting for me. I knew. It, I knew from day one. <laughs> uh, God, damn it! All right, we're all really going real to real hell. hell. Uh, but yeah, we um, we met in uh, at the theater briefly, and then she was in a short that a friend of ours, uh, Sean Hambright, had uh, written called Ghost Mom. Um, which was a lot of fun and so she was in that and I, I was the boom operator and then nice. we fell in love just kidding we didn't fall in love then I didn't see her then for like three years and then she started work she came back to Richmond and worked at the same place um, oh, right. that I worked at that you used to work at too right okay All right. Um, and so That's then we started talking there yeah so oh, funny and you guys both remembered the boom mic yeah yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. She always talks about how great I am at holding a boom mic.
0: <laughs> the best <laughs> boom skill. operator ever. Have
1: you actually? Have you ever
0: uh, done a boom operation? I I have. Uh, it just is just for miserable. like sketches and stuff. Like I have a boom pole and everything that I never yeah. use. Yeah, uh, it's tucked away somewhere. Um, yeah, it's a,
1: it's a miserable position. Like yeah, yeah. You gotta have insane traps just to be able to hold the thing. Like yeah, that. like I just I just remember my arms and my back hurting so bad every day. But God, does that sound so much better? It's so. That sound was fucking crisp, crisp. (laughs) Like it makes it really does
0: make all the all the difference. Oh, it does. Um, Yeah, if you listen to anything that's
1: like doesn't use a mic and you just get the horrible like hiss for the entire thing versus like a very clean audio, yeah, I I agree. It makes a world of difference.
0: I do um, like a mic stand with a boom pole on it now, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I, I hook it up that way.
1: Because That way you can just like you don't need someone to hold it for
0: you, right? You can just like do it yeah. yourself. Yeah. Or just set it up. Yeah, I just set it up that way. But then if I do it off the camera, like it just like I hear the lens where it's like uh,
1: yeah. Uh, like if you put it up on top happened? of like the shotgun mic on the yeah. camera? Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. So yeah. props to boom, guys. Doing it. My uh my friend Joey Tran, who does a lot of filming in Richmond. He's got like all the fancy, nice equipment, and he always does um, uh, like wireless mics. And so inevitably, he'll mm-hmm. tape it to the inside of my shirt to hide it, and then I lose endless amounts. I'm like patchy here because of all like the the random like mic tape, you know, that right. he's put on me over the years. So, <laughs> so that's a good way to get it. to, but I don't know. Like I'm just I'm not super good about being able to sync those things yet. I know like programs make it super
0: easy for you, but yeah, I'm slow when it comes to that stuff. So. There, it took me a long time. I used to sync it manually, which is awful. And then it's I awful, found out I later there's been a button that, that syncs it up for you the whole time. <laughs> yep. I like, yep. I spent hours. Oh, yep. man. That's how
1: you learn, I guess. You're just like, <laughs> but now I can do it the long way if I need to, I guess. But
0: I yeah. <laughs> there's a button, though. Yeah. I've tried everything to get around that. And I figured yeah. it out. There you go. Pretty close. <laughs> That's cool. You guys, uh, do you have anything on the, like, obviously the pandemic is happening, so there's not a lot going on. Do you guys have anything working on currently or you guys kind of just taking a chance to relax and enjoy life?
1: Yeah. I mean, a little bit of both, you know, like I said, it's, it's been hard to be creative. Um, we've been working on funny enough, a podcast, um, that's going to be more of a fictional like story based podcast. And so, um, Rachel and another friend of ours, Mark, has like written out 10 episodes of this, like it's essentially kind of like, it's like a sci-fi kind of drama. Yeah. Um, And so they asked me to be the person to, you know, the main character, which has been great. And so uh, we've been working on that, which has been a lot of fun. I realized how difficult just like performing into a microphone like that is. I've never done like voiceover work or anything like that. and so. That's been like a huge stretch for me. Um, Just like, how do I act here, like so confined into this one place? I'd make it good. And so um, that's been fun to kind of stretch a different muscle, you know, um, that I've never done before. And so we've been working on that and we have like sketch ideas and things we want to do. And then it's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's film this thing. Let's do it. And then we're like, I'm tired, you know, and it's just like, it's exhausting sometimes so it's very hard man I I give kudos to you and Ashley because you guys you guys crank out work and you grind and like that's I that's very impressive because I cannot do that I have like the hardest time motivating myself just at home to do those things so I don't know how you
0: guys accomplish that it it definitely goes in waves Mm -hmm. uh it it goes in waves for sure because and then we'll get on a good rhythm and get some momentum and then we just get busy like and and yeah fired you know work work stuff comes up but uh let's I mean on the on the flip side that's like we've always wanted to do shorts and that's something we haven't had a, really gotten into doing um almost did one for a short short film festival and then had to like go through SAG and stuff and then there was like all the it, w- it was early in the pandemic when like everything was shut down and nobody really knew what was going on so SAG was being like super strict Mm. and even though it was just me and her like because we're SAG like we still had to like register our short otherwise you could you can never like retroactively do it and it was just weird so I decided to like instead to do it the right way yeah. and I submitted it and they were like well you can't shoot outside shots they have, they, these have to be like green screened or something I was like Okay, you know what? Why can't you go outside? Because of the pandemic? Yes, we couldn't shoot outside. It was like, okay, but this isn't a field. No, 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 sorry.
1: Sorry. Green screen that field.
0: Yeah, I mean, literally, you're just going to go out on like a hillside over here. And they're like, can't do it. Can't do it. It's not SAG regulation. Um, So yeah, and it was one of these like weekly ones with a weekly deadline. So I was like, you know what? It's done. This was like, we had the prompt and everything. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. it's dead. It doesn't, I guess I could shoot it now, but I won't. So you only had to like follow the SAG regulations cause
1: that was just part of the festival.
0: I guess with it, I guess just cause it was a short and stuff and because there okay. was, I guess if you were to submit it, maybe if it's to be submitted for a festival or something like that. Yeah. Like um, certain
1: regulations there. I guess.
0: Although I don't know if we had just done it and played dumb, if anybody would have ever known. Yeah. But it's, it's one of those things like if it, if it does well and they take it to the next step, you know, then it's you can never go back and register it or something. So,
1: yeah, you shouldn't have played by the rules. I know, man. You got to go gorilla, gorilla
0: filming on it. Yeah, it's gotten me a few times. Like, um, uh, sag, it's it's good and bad. I don't know. I wanted in it for so long, and then once I got in, I'm like, it, it immediately bit me in the ass, like within a week. <laughs> I literally. I did it right before, so I, I went SAG right before I moved to Atlanta, and within a week, I, I'd gone on some auditions, and within a week uh, after do, do like going SAG, I found out I booked a non-union commercial for like eight grand and couldn't do it. Oh, and no. Like, like Literally like a day later, I got the call, oh. like, you booked it, and I was like, it was supposed to shoot New Orleans, New Orleans and stuff, and I was like, this is great, couldn't do any of it, and... It is what it is, but there's, there's pros and cons to it, but it's like, it's definitely like bit me in the ass a couple of times. So So if you're like, if you're not a SAG
1: actor, then you can, you can only get non SAG work, but I guess there's a ton of actual SAG work. I've never really understood how that whole thing operates. It's weird. I don't
0: know. It's, it's so complicated. Like if you're, if you're non-union, you can do non-union and union until you book union work. And after okay. that, you have to, like, basically stop doing non-union work. So it, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's messy. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's apparently better to be in SAG. So that's the way we're sticking to it. And sure. Once you're in, you can't get out. Then you're in. <laughs> you got to beat you out. It's better. In the, it's, it is better in the long term. They, they yeah. regulate stuff. There's tons of non-union work going on right now that's, like, not covid regulated and stuff like that so it's i don't know yeah. they, they do it right they make sure you're protected in the right ways so yeah but, but yeah all good stuff but eight thousand um, dollars in new orleans <laughs> i know, I know. <laughs> that was the dream would have been fun man dancing <laughs> man. In the streets god no. bourbon street you guys do you guys have a, a name for your podcast coming out um it's called split oak lane But Oh, cool. Split Oak Lane. Split
1: Oak Lane. Yep. And so um, it is based on a um, maintenance man who works at this apartment complex. Um, And weird things start happening around him at this uh, apartment complex as he's doing work orders um, and interacting with the residents. So um, it's weird and silly and fun. And so um, we don't have a link. We're doing, I think, generally what you're doing now is Creating a bank of work and then just going to start releasing them. So yeah, awesome. Um, but be on the lookout, cool. people who are well, this watching.
0: Will, this will be out prior, so people will be, have some anticipation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, a cool. preview. Yeah, awesome. Very cool. Um, well, I think we're we're kind of hitting that limit. Uh, so we start wrapping stuff up, and that's a good place to 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 end on because it's nice to always be able to promote you know other people's work and yeah. Uh, now is I'll is, promote uh, yours.
1: Watch Ryan Hansinger's podcast and all of his tiny cow shorts. Are you are you promoting my, my
0: podcast? Yeah, I, pro- my I don't podcast? have a ton,
1: so I'm gonna promote your stuff. Yeah. I watch all
0: it. Ryan's stuff. So wow. <laughs> um, and, and is a is the Fly Who Love Me, is that uh available for where people can see? Is that on like Vimeo or YouTube? It or is, is on um it is on
1: YouTube. Um oh. it is under Rachel's um uh YouTube thing which they i'm not they can look up the title we're gonna up. link it ryan will put it link over it. We'll he'll link it he'll up. do like a, a super yeah. of it on the thing yeah. um
0: but yeah most of our stuff's on youtube uh so if you're curious awesome um, yeah. cool and then if you're in richmond check out the coalition theater when yes. uh when it comes me, back around open. and uh yeah lots of good stuff happening there and then of course follow uh aaron grant on the instagram what's, what's your uh, I'm just an underscore aaron
1: underscore grant Awesome. awesome and aaron grant and aaron grant and aaron grant and i'm not even private so like if you want to just creep and like not follow me also completely okay
0: <laughs> nice i yeah. just post pictures of rachel and uh my son so it's nothing super exciting <laughs> yeah but that way when when stuff comes up you know with the new podcast and whatever you can follow well, there you go. And get involved so there you go cool aaron well i appreciate you coming on buddy and thank and, you thanks, thanks, thanks for having for me like- Thanks for tuning in to A Bit Unraveled, I'm Ryan Hansinger, we'll see you next week!